It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me as per usual, I bring you Cheddar Talk Aaron Flottam. John, what's going on, man? It is another day in the sports abyss. Uh, <laughs> the Bucks finally dropped one. Um, yeah, Sam yeah. Caulfield, the uh, meteorologist from CBS 58 in Milwaukee, said, at this point, we were just kind of assuming they just weren't going to lose anymore because they were just beating everybody. Yeah, why would but, they? But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, uh, spring. Spring has sprung. It feels good. Easter's right around the corner. Um, As my yeah. mom used to say, "Spring has sprung. The grass is riz. I wonder where the flowers is." <laughs> oh my lord! It snowed today here, though. I don't know if you got snow down there, but. No, it, we didn't snowed, get any. No, we were, we were, it, I, I wish I would have followed my dreams to become a, a meteorologist because <laughs> I, I have termed a phrase that has been, you know, some of me and my friends are still weather nuts. Just we didn't knew we couldn't get past calculus four, okay. so <laughs> we didn't become meteorologists. But uh, we're big weather nuts. And so I, I, I have turned a fr- termed a phrase, and that is that spot between where the snow turns to rain and then there's nothing. But that little space where it's rain, where where the there's warm okay. air between the cold air, that's the grease line, and everything in that part right there, that's pretty greasy because that's where all the slush is. <laughs> okay, that's the grease line. We were south of the grease line for this uh, for this episode of uh, weather, uh, and okay. actually we're north of the grease line for that one that came through and hit Detroit yesterday or two days ago. So that was good too. So we're we're in a happy spot down here in Janesville. A little bit of light rain and stuff like that. I heard up in like the Door County they got like six, seven inches of snow. So, you know, good for you guys. Have fun. Yeah, at the point where my kids are like, maybe they'll cancel school tomorrow. I'm like, shut up. Nobody wants to hear about you. What you talk shut about. your face. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear from you. When I was a kid, I walked <laughs> uphill both ways, knee deep snow. But, right. What shoot, what was the other thing I was gonna say? Either way, we'll get to it. Uh, we'll, we'll remind I, you I that the, I brought up the term grease line, and that's all we I yeah, mean, that kind of just, took me right off my game just, there. We could, just, we could just close the podcast right now and just name it grease line, and <laughs> it would be good. That away. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, we, we would like to remind you that you can follow the show on Twitter. We have a Twitter page, which is at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Not So Humble Host. And Aaron is on Twitter. Would you mind telling all the wonderful people where to find you? I do. Yes, you can find me at Cheddar Talk, John, at Cheddar Talk. Uh, I've been uh, fairly uh, fairly busy recently here. Um, <laughs> not even, and in, in j- it's just sports-wise. It's been it's been pretty fun, so. All right. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the Twitter, it's it's like a sine wave for me, you know. Sometimes <laughs> it's hot, sometimes it's not, you know. Sometimes <laughs> I wake up in the morning and it says I have 40 new notifications, and I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, well, we'll get started with everything that we have in the segment of our show that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. Okay, for main event, we're going to start with Bucks. That's where we've been going here, and they are actually playing games. we got you know little Packer things we do here and there, but uh, 
yeah, we, you already mentioned it in the opening there, Aaron. Uh, the Bucks do finally lose on this one. They get 16 straight, which is, I mean, that's quite a great stretch to get through. But at the same time, the, the loss to the Sixers was rough to handle. Bucks were up about, uh, they were up by 10, I believe, in the fourth quarter 18, at one point. 18 in the third. Yeah, I mean, like, it was a strange, down the stretch, the couple things that, that really hurt her, Giannis missed a couple from, like, two and three feet away. And the, I said this as we were getting prep, and I said I was going to say it in the show. The Sixers may be the hardest team to watch in, in pro basketball. They are just, just falling over. Uh, like we've said before, Embiid is the biggest fake tough guy in, in basketball. Yeah, he's the biggest, uh, the biggest fake big guy tough guy too as well. So, yeah, yeah, he acts like he's going to push people around, and what happens is he just kind of gets pushed and cries and – and, and and Brooke does a great job on him. Like he can't get anywhere on Lopez. He just can't, and he has no, a hard Brooke, time. He's Brooke's, Brooke's having Brooke's having himself a season too. By the way, yeah, yeah. I'll say this though. Definite. Embiid made his shots. Uh, he couldn't get to the hoop as well as he'd like to, and the way he does against other teams that don't have a, a big true center like that. But you know, he still was making his shots, and so he got his points in this game. And uh, Harden just <laughs> falling everywhere. Like the, there's one that was especially bad late where uh, Middleton is guarding Harden and Harden's driving towards the hoop and Middleton is staying off of him, like very clearly letting him have his lane, but trying to keep his hand at least between him and the basket so he can go up with it. And Harden takes a weird step inside, which is not toward the basket, just right. to hit Middleton and then falls the other direction and throws up a shot. And it, it's, it's, it's such a clear flop. It was ridiculous, but they got every one of those calls. Uh, but I mean, if the Bucks had made their shots down the stretch, they'd mm. have won. They'd have won. They just they they stopped making shots. Was one of the big things. So, I, I, I was just gonna say it was like the in, inverse of a Euro step. I said, it's, it, <laughs> we were talking about it too uh, during the pre-show that you know sometimes it's hard to, um, it's it's hard to argue the point with Giannis because Giannis is like a bull to the hoop. However, comma, the big difference is that Giannis doesn't intentionally, I mean, not all the time, but he, he, he tries to Euro step around. He, he makes his way to the hoop and people jump in front of him to draw, draw fouls. James Harden, not only that time, but other times and Embiid, they will drive into somebody to draw the foul. Yeah. You know, and so maybe maybe Giannis has to take some notes from these guys. Like also, maybe just yeah, yeah. Just, you think you're right. The big thing is like Giannis is always trying to step sideways around you so that you have to step into him. Mm-hmm. And some of those were still called blocks. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, they were still called um not blocks. Some of those were like Embiid is clearly still moving. Like his knees mm-hmm. are turned sideways and he is still running into Giannis. And that was still called uh you know just it was still called on Giannis, uh, so it was just so strange. It was like it was a clear block, and instead of um, now, nah, yeah. I can't think. But I mean, like they, they called it uh, as a charge, and it was charge. weird. Yeah, and, and they're just like he he's clearly got his feet still in the air, trying to step into a guy who was going sideways away from him. Um, mm. Doesn't have position, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, and I'll and I'll, I'll I'll close out the complaining with too. You know, just the usual. 
watching Joel Embiid beat up Giannis's ribs with his elbows and getting away with it all game long. But I mean, the long and the short of it is that, you know, the Bucks we talked about had an 18 point lead in the third quarter. They put up 40 points in the third quarter. The one thing yeah. you can't do, though, is um, despite everything, you know, even with the refs, if you want to say the refs helped out the 76ers, they did, they didn't, I, I don't care. You can't give up 48 points in the fourth quarter right. to the 76ers. But, you know, and then let's let's just step back um, and and just think about it for a second. Coming off a 16-game winning streak, eventually the team's got to lose. And, right. you know, if, if there's a team that you're going to lose to, at least lose to the 76ers, lose to Boston, lose to, lose to Denver, you know, lose to a good team. It took a good team, everything they had to come into the, this is, that was their Super Bowl. You know, yeah. the 70, that was the 76ers Super Bowl. They put everything they had to do. I haven't seen James Harden Which play Which is why they're trying to tackle so much. No. Yeah, I haven't, seen, <laughs> I haven't seen James Harden play that hard in five years. He actually <laughs> right. looks sober. Like maybe he wasn't high playing this game. You know, for the, I've, I've watched that guy zombie his way up and down the court. And, you know, and it, the, the sad part is that it, it, you know, like I said too, like, uh, Harden had 38 total points. I think 19 were in the fourth quarter alone, if I remember, because I don't have the breakdown by uh, quarters right in front of me, just totals. But the but with the Bucks too, like a great game from Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen had 20 points and actually played well down the stretch. Drew again. Um, one of the things that I've always complained about on this podcast is how, how come how come Drew Holiday misses all the short layups? You know. He, Drew's been playing very well lately, and he had 26 and uh, 13 assists to go with it. But, uh, you know, Brooke Lopez com- continues to play like defensive player of the year, 26 points. Giannis, you know, 34 and 13, you know, just a, just another double-double. Um, Bobby plays well in, without the numbers. Um, Joe Ingles continues to be a, a part of the a part of the. Uh, a, 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 who, someone who looks like it's going to be a big contributor going down the stretch and has just a very different left-handed game. And that, that one crazy um, layup that he had, um, the game, I've got the 76ers game up in front of me here. Who yeah. was it just um, when they played uh, the Magic, he had yep. that wild, just like underhanded 1967 layup from like free throw line. Um <laughs> You know, so all the team looks good, but you know the 76ers came in and they had an agenda, and they wanted to play, and they they brought it, and it was on national TV. And you know, if there's if there's a time and a place where you're you're gonna try and make yourself look good, that's where it is. And and despite all that, despite all the flopping, despite everything else, the 76ers are a really talented team. That's the reason why they're yeah. third in the third in the East. You know, and why they're a real problem for the Bucks. You know, if the if they were to meet the Bucks in the playoffs, the Bucks aren't going to have an easy time with them. They'll just be like Brooklyn two years ago. It, it's it's going to be uh, a hard out. You, you know, think so? Ha- I, I'm just saying. Like, well, they'll put up a fight. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I think they'll like, give a fight, but I, I mean, do you see it going more than like five or six? I mean, yeah, I don't know well, if it goes more well, five. John, John, this is the Bucks. They win every series in six. <laughs> Unless they sweep sometimes, or, or they lose in six like they did last year. But anyhow, yeah, so. um, uh, but just like I mean, the 76ers are a team that could put up a fight. That's that's it. Like the Bucks right now are the deepest team in the N- NBA, and it's not really even close. Like they got Joe Ingles coming off the bench. Yeah, I mean I, he's a starter on twenty eight other teams. <laughs> you know? Yeah, sure. 
I guess so. I, I don't mean to talk about like how the refs were going and saying that I think that the refs changed the outcome of this game because I think the outcome of this game, as you were saying, is primarily based on just the sheer fact that they didn't score enough, mm-hmm. that they, they kind of stopped at a point, um, and they went cold down the end. I think that's the thing that stopped them. I just mean in the in the point of looking at, like I said, they're a hard team to watch because it's just sloppy, gross, constant stopping, no movement, having to fall over all the time sort of stuff. And you're just like, this game just won't end because they just insist on jumping into somebody while they shoot or kicking their leg or whatever. I'm just like, it's just so hard to watch them because it's it's gross basketball. It's just playing the sloppiest, kind of cheapest form of basketball. And it's hard to watch. But you know what? In this game, it worked. It did work. It's it's not going to win a seven game series. I, I no, don't you got to say it worked this time. It did. The, I mean, the, yeah. the Sixers won, and they won that game. And like I said, too, it came at the end of a six. It, sooner or later, you're going to win, or sooner sooner or later, you're going to lose. No matter how good you are, I mean, eventually the Yankees lost. Yeah. You know, after fifty six, it took fifty seven games, but eventually they lost. You know, um, the Brewers made it thirty nine. You know, so it's it, it, it. Eventually, you have to lose. And so, and like I said, I'd rather have it be to, you know, a team that's got some talent regardless than to the magic, you know, (laughs) if the magic would have beat them, I would have had a problem. And you know what? And down the stretch too, like the Nets gave, gave them holy heck on Tuesday night too, right off the bat. And they ended up winning pretty comfortably. Uh, The magic right off the bat gave them holy heck. And then, uh, you know, the, the one thing though is, and then the very next night after losing to the 76ers, the Wizards gave them holy heck right off the bat. Like that game didn't look good at all. And that was a back to back, and they went from Milwaukee to Washington. But like everyone, <clears throat> I, like if you watch the Wizards play the Magic, you know, they're not that that's going to be a terrible game because there's nothing to prove. Everyone's coming out against the Bucks the best player in the world, mm-hmm. probably the best team in the league. Everyone's going to show up to play the Bucks. Yeah. They came in hard at the end too. I mean, Bucks pulled away a couple times but then had to kind of take care of it in the last minute and a half, 2 minutes there. I'll tell you that my favorite single part of this game was uh the pass on the court. Giannis is just he's not going to score again cuz the game's over, but he does put up a shot that's going to miss so he can get the rebound. Did you catch that? Oh, the Wizards game, yeah, right at the end. Yeah, to get the triple double, oh, that got him I his love, triple double. I, I love, I love that. I love that all the Giannis haters <laughs> came on and was like, "Look at this stat pattern." It Just was so funny. Double double. It's like, shut up. It's <laughs> it's funny. He had nine rebounds and he's just down there. Well, he could have dunked or something like that, just to be like, whatever. But it's like, yeah, he, the game's over. But he just puts it up and rebounds. And it's that's I don't know. It's kind of funny. No, <laughs> Some of the garbage on Twitter too, like someone should have just hacked him right at the knees for that. That's Ugh, dirty, and it's like, oh come on, dirty. Yeah, you know, just shut up, shut up. Ugh, <laughs> no, Giannis is the single most likable player in NBA history, and and, and I have loved people, the way people hated. tried to do the there was remember because he was just on. I'm sure you saw this. I think I shared it to you. The Daily Show, yeah, no, he was on with um yeah, yada yada when he was and guest. Yeah. People have cut that. So that it looks like he is actually calling out Kevin Durant, which he very clearly was not. He was doing a bit. 
Yeah. And uh, the next day, too, uh, who was the comedian that he was doing it with that was hosting? I can't uh, think of his name. Yeah. But the next day he came out after Skip Bayless and some other people, like, I literally put him up to it because he should be S-talking, but he's not. And I put him up to it, and he did. And he couldn't, he he couldn't even finish it. You'll have to watch the whole bit. We can't talk about it on this podcast because we keep it clean. But basically, it was like he can't. He he's such a foreigner and he's such a nice guy. He he tried to be mean for ten seconds and he apologized for forty five seconds afterwards. Yeah, well, and it wasn't even his words. Like those are the words that the host wrote for him. Wrote for him. To, and to then him. he stopped at yeah. each time. He's like, "Katie, I love you. I respect your game. You're the best. You know, yeah. I model my game after you. You're my hero. Katie, and Katie was you like, are the best shooter in the world. I modeled my whole game after you and everything. And I'm so sorry. They and, won't be up to it. I just wanted. I was trying to be funny. I'm on the show. I'm and, so sorry. Yeah, and he's just <laughs> going know? on, and the guy's just putting his head down. It's like you can't stop being so nice. <laughs> it's you like you got to stop you... being so nice. That's <laughs> so... literally how it ended. And somehow Skip, yeah, God, Skip Bayless. They only almost, take the little I bit almost, because they didn't watch the show. Because they didn't watch the show. Yeah, they didn't actually watch I, the I've full used a bit. lot of replacement words in this in this uh, podcast <laughs> so far, and I almost swore because of Skip Bayless. God, what a what a trash artist. He's like, no. Who's watching him anymore? Why is anybody watching? And now the thing. Now the problem is that like now now Shannon is being trash now too. Yeah. That's like for a while there, Shannon wasn't trash. Now Shannon's trash too. Uh, he goes back and forth. Skip just hangs out over there. But yeah, uh, it's, I don't know. That was a good set. It was, it was, you know, coming back at least, getting the win against Washington, staying in there and staying, you know, staying right there in, in the thick of everything is, is nice. It's nice. And they've been doing it by staying very true to the way they want to address these games and the way they want to address their players' minutes. Like they have not pushed just to win this. This streak didn't overcome being who they were because they almost lost in overtime in a couple games because it's like um, th- they just you know, wanted to push through and try to get there. It was the, the Celtics game. They they you know had to go into overtime because Sam Hauser, traitor to the state of Wisconsin, hits a three to tie it up. Um, but they, they still said, we're not putting in Middleton. He's done his 25 minutes. We've got a limit. We've got a plan. We're sticking with this. And they did. And and, and Jay Crowder, too, who hasn't played because of his con- his whole dispute with the Suns and everything like that. They haven't overplayed him either. No, they're bringing everybody along the way they want to because they have, they, have they have a goal. And that goal is not just being like regular season heroes. They, they're trying to do something bigger, and that's that, know, they, what they They tried other. that in 2019, and it didn't work. So Right, so... Good for them, and I, I appreciate them sticking with it. They're going to play the Magic again. Uh, they just beat the Magic one thirty nine to one seventeen. So now they will go play in Orlando, though. So I mean that won't matter. The Magic aren't any good. They they are just not good. So uh, I anticipate the Bucks winning that one again, and then sticking with with kind of where they are. And so I, I don't know. I well, I was going to say I was going to say too, John. Before we get off the before we get off the um, I almost call them the bullets. The, uh, Washington <laughs> the Washington Wizards game. Uh, wow. Yeah, go ahead. That, that that shows Last my age. The past. They haven't been called that in twenty years. Um, but uh, I mean, you were talking about how they're limiting the time. I mean, you just look at who played in this game. Of course, Giannis. I, I mean, the man's durability is second to none. It's ridiculous, and he understands his role like mm-hmm. he's the yeah. man i mean he only played 36 minutes only had 20 23 points in this we talked about 
according to this on Google, he didn't get that last rebound. They only gave him nine on here. Oh, uh, uh, they're calling a triple double on ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Javon Carter, twenty points in the game. Javon Carter, yeah. who's quietly having a, a great season, right? In the backup yeah. role. Um, uh, he is a very good compliment coming off the bench. I mean, they really didn't play a whole lot. I, they played six. They only played 10 players, and, you know, Jake Crowder still only getting 14 points. A.J. Green, um, he's been fun. Um, <laughs> he got in a three-point uh, <laughs> extravaganza last week at one point. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, they did a really good job. And, you know, they're bringing along Chris. You know, they're playing Crowder like 10 to 15 minutes a game. Uh, Portis, I don't think, has gone past 20 minutes in any game since he's been back. And all that dude does is get – double doubles in only 20 minutes you know when he when he is playing so i mean the washington game is not a good example he had five points and seven rebounds but he was five seven and two in 19 minutes as the backup to giannis that's not bad yeah. <laughs> you know so yeah. no the bucks are doing really good with play personnel management and they're uh obviously making a a, a real smart they're, they're being really smart about how they're bringing everyone together down the stretch here to go mm-hmm. into the playoffs, especially with the, you know, the team's not the same as it was just a month ago. So, right. Yeah. Here we yeah. go. All right. Well, we'll move down to college basketball at this point. Uh, the big things are, we now have seating for tournaments for the conference championships as we're heading to March madness. I'll be honest with you. I mean, first off, I have said, I don't think the Badgers should be in. I don't think they deserve to be in. They're still hanging on in some sort of circle of, yeah, aren't they good enough? And I don't know why anyone says that. I think it's just because they know the players on this team and they know these players have been in the tournament. All that said, and knowing that I don't, I don't, I don't think this team is good. I just don't. Um, they're going to play Ohio State first and they should beat Ohio State. And the, the second round, then, if they beat Ohio State, which they should, but I you know I can't promise they will because, I mean, they find ways to lose terrible games. If they win that, they would play Iowa, which is a team they've been beaten, beating this year. And I mean, like, that's a winnable game. That's It's actually an intriguing sort of lineup because if they went, if they were in the other game, the Minnesota-Nebraska game, which is the, the 11-14 game instead of the 12-13, they'd have to go play Maryland, and Maryland would just beat the snot out of them because you know Maryland's mad at them for having beaten them early in the year, however they did that. Uh, there's not a lot of teams that, I mean, like I think they could beat Northwestern or Penn State. I don't think they'll beat Illinois, Indiana, Michigan State, Purdue, any of those schools. Um, but I was like a sneaky matchup thing where they're, they're kind of, they understand each other very, very well. They're recruiting the same kids. They play that same kind of thing. And I think the Badgers defense matches up well with a team that is really going to want to do kind of what the Badgers normally do, which is move the ball a little bit and get a, get an open shot. Uh, they're not going to play. They don't have anybody like what Michigan does. They don't have anybody like what Illinois has or what Maryland has in terms of total talent. They don't have a guy like Edie like Purdue has. That could be an interesting matchup, I guess. I think that that one is going to be interesting to watch on on Thursday, assuming that you know Wednesday here, the Badgers get past the Buckeyes. So it's, it's a sad state of affairs when you don't have as much talent as Maryland. Sorry. Well, Maryland is, I mean, that's a team that's won, well, a national championship in my lifetime. The Badgers and Maryland each have a true, national true championship. True story. True story. Yes, good point. And has been to yeah. a couple Final Fours in my lifetime, which I guess suppose the Badgers have too. But 
don't know. Maryland's had well, some I, good I guess, teams. Sorry, so I t- I'll take that one back. I guess Maryland was probably – basketball's the reason why they brought Maryland into the conference because yeah. it definitely wasn't for football. It wasn't so. for football. It, they're, they're more of a basketball school. Uh, they've had some very good teams. Maryland's a good traditional power. Not not that top tier, but that one below it. You know, like former did, did ACC from, team. Did they come from the old Big 8? No, uh, no. Maryland came from the ACC. From the ACC, okay. All right. Yeah, Nebraska from the old Big 8. <laughs> Which just became the Big Twelve. <clears throat> yeah. Oh. So, no. No. What was it? the Big East? What was the Big? What was the Big? E- sorry, the Big East. I meant Big East. Okay. Sorry, that was that was a really bad faux pas by me. Sorry. I, That's all right. I I know that much at least. Thank you. Yes. Rutgers, though. Yeah. Rutgers yeah. did though, and they were not good in the Big East. <laughs> no. So, um, speaking of the Big East, though, uh, we've got Marquette. They they finish out by beating, like we said, Butler, and then beating St. John's to finish the season. They finished two games clear of everybody in the Big East. All right, That's they amazing. win. They win. I think it was eleven of their last twelve to to finish out. So they get a bye on Wednesday. They will play on Thursday, and they will play the winner of the last two teams they beat: Butler and St. John's. The eight nine game, um, and then ooh, let's see. Yeah, I don't think they reseed, so they just have that because they expect that the seven and six seeds will go on to play the three and the two, and then you expect that the eight seed will play the one. But eight and nine is, you know, whatever. Uh, so yeah, that'll be. I, I guess I don't think they reseed with how they've got it set here, but that'll be where they go on Thursday at noon. Is when Marquette will play their first game. <laughs> you know, it's rough having that going on, but you know they'll they'll be playing Thursday at noon, and that'll be the start of this big Big East tournament. That's going to be an interesting one. I think that they've got a really good shot again. Like I said, of winning that. Uh, if they win that one. Uh, they'll have the f- the they'll play the winner of the five four, which uh, just double checking that uh, UConn and Providence. So that's a really good that could be a fun one. They they had UConn's the last team to beat uh, this team. Actually, you know of their their losses, they lost to UConn, Providence, and Xavier. Those are their three losses this year. Um, and when they lost to Providence, they came back and beat them later in the year uh, by eight points. Uh, they beat UConn at home and lost UConn on the road, but now they'll be playing neutral floor. So, yeah, those either one of those is going to be a good matchup there in a semifinal. So that would be good. Uh, Igodaro and I forget who else, they they had two go second team all conference, and then Joplin was the sixth man of the year award winner for the Big East. So great year, good depth, uh, great team. It's just going to be fun watching them get into the tournament and see where they, they end up. I think they're still getting, I don't know, Lenardi's still got them as like a three seed. I think they're a two. I don't know how they're I mean, not right, a two. I mean, right now, if they're number six in the nation. If they win the overall, Big East, I don't know how you don't make them a two. I mean, it's short of a, short of a just, you know, a one and out in the, in the, in the conference tournament. I mean, yeah. How? I mean, that, that'll knock, if you get knocked out to, by some of the first round, but I mean, even if they don't win their own tournament, but make it to the championship game, I mean, they won the big East at that point. So, um, if you win the tournament, then, I mean, that is a very strong, you know, especially if one of the other teams get knocked out. Um, I mean, Lenardi, (laughs) Lenardi makes a, makes a living off this. So I guess we have to, yeah, I mean, he's, he's been on, so I mean, like I don't know. What he's been, do, but... That's the reason why he's been around for thirty years doing this too, <laughs> you know, because he's he's right. And so I, it, it makes me wonder about that one. Um, yeah. So uh, also too, I wanted to, I wanted to point out. Uh, I heard this today on 
one of the shows. Maybe it's Drew and KB okay. uh, to an, out of out of Milwaukee. Um, that St. John's Marquette game preceded the Bucks game on Saturday <laughs> oh. against 76ers. And that thing went long. Uh, kudos to the Fiserv crew that got that turned around because yeah. they had to take the whole court out <laughs> and put yeah. the Bucks court in in time for pregame warmups and everything else like that. Like it's so it's so weird because a couple weekends ago we were there watching Disney on Ice and Milwaukee <laughs> such Milwaukee and then a couple weeks before that we were watching uh, um, Monster Jam. They had the monster trucks downtown in, inside Fiserv, and they can only do that on weekends when there's nothing in town, right? And it yeah. was dead downtown. Like afterwards, we were walking around. There was you know it was it's it it downtown Milwaukee, so there's you know plenty of you know busy going on, right? But for the most part, it was quiet. Can you imagine Saturday between Marquette and the Bucks being at the same, (laughs) being that tight too? It had to have been nuthouse down there. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. Uh, Milwaukee's fun. Yeah. Well, speaking of other Milwaukee schools right now, uh, as we're recording, uh, Milwaukee is playing Cleveland State in the Horizon League semifinal, and it is not going well. Uh, Halftime score 46 to 28. Having all, they are having trouble holding onto the ball. Cleveland is just cut into the hoop like crazy. The steals that they are able to force here have been ridiculous. Um, it's been it's been bad. So it has been the a Cleveland, sloppy. The Cleveland horrible State Cobbers, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, the Cobbers of Cleveland. Got it. Okay. Well, you, you know that Cleveland State's not going to win. They're the Vikings. So what's going to happen is they'll get to a championship <laughs> game and then they'll lose to well probably Youngstown State, who right. is the number one seed. So yeah, I don't know. They yeah, too. I mean, Milwaukee's had a great season. If they don't win the Horizon, though, they're they're not getting in. They're just they're just not. So they started off really hot. They had a, a rough stretch there. They do have. I mean, they got they got some young scores, but it, it's just it doesn't look like this is the team that's going to get in, get them through all the way. Because you got to win this. Uh, they're gonna have a rough half here trying to come back out of this. Um, Cleveland State, who who they did just beat uh, like last week to. Mm-hmm ensure that they would finish in the the second spot in the in the Horizon League. Uh they did just I think they beat them both times. Yeah, they beat them uh 68-64 in Cleveland and then they beat them 81-72 at home just a couple just like last week. Uh they come into the tournament, they beat Wright State 87 to 70 and now they're just getting blown up by Cleveland State, a team who they beat twice. They always say it's hard to hard to beat a team three times, but I I don't know, it seems like that happens a lot. Um, but I think BJ Freeman's actually, I think he's a sophomore if I'm not mistaken. So uh, yeah, sophomore six foot six uh, shooting guard. He's been the guy who's been putting up most of their points all year. Uh, so he'll be back. It'll be interesting to see what else they can do. Uh, but yeah, yeah, this is, We're, we might have to put out an APB to a friend of the show, Pete. Um, Justin Thomas will be back too. leads the team in assists this year. And uh, he's a sophomore as well. So, yeah, I don't know. But this is pretty much going to be the end of their year here, it looks like, after a 21-win season, though. So that's fantastic to see. Good for them. Great season. Just, you know, it's the Horizon League. There's there's not a second team for the Horizon League coming in this year. I well, I mean, it. they can do NIT, right? Yeah, I'm sure they can. Should we do an NIT Heck, Send sale? them instead of the Badgers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brian Butch <laughs> says it's a 100% chance that the Badgers will be in the tournament. 
Just um, remember that. So, so I don't know how to no, we'll have him. to. Well, we we should. Uh, I'll put out an APB to a uh, friend of the show, Pete. See if because uh, I think when we talked last time he was on the show, which was a month ago now, uh, we definitely talked about having him coming on before the tournament. So I, oh, yeah, I know that, he, that I know that he's I know that he's busy doing things uh, good uh, good things for the army overseas, but uh, I know that he keeps up with basketball the whole time too. So okay. Uh, in terms of just little brewer stuff, it's just been nice watching the the three young, um, you know, Chario, Freilich, and um, Garrett Mitchell going up and playing uh, a lot together. That that's been fun to watch because those three guys are going to be, you know, what this team is intending to build around is that outfield for the next. Or are they the, are they the new Braun Hardy and uh, Prince Fielder? It's the next group that they're bringing up. So that's that is what they're building around is these three outfielders. Um, who yeah. seem to be a bunch of guys who have a lot of speed and a bit of pop. Uh, we saw Mitchell a, a fair amount last year, and I think I really like him as a center fielder. Um, I mean, it hurt watching Lorenzo Locaine go off last year, but um, Mitchell's been, been a good fill-in for that. He has a little bit of power, and he's got some good speed out there too, and uh, his fielding is fantastic. So, yeah, I think that that – that's a fun group to watch in terms of what you're watching. If you're watching spring baseball. Um, yeah, no, it's good. Times. It, it was hard watching low cane go, but it's like how the Packers should watch uh, Randall Cobb go. So, yeah. And uh, we'll do this then, Aaron. We're going to do this. We're just going to, we're going to, we're going to mention Packers. We've got the time. Okay. There's no reason not to do it. I just, I, 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 I was going to say the only other thing I had to chime in Gosh. about baseball was that it is fun. Uh, still listening to Bob Euchre in his 88th year <laughs> on this planet. God, he still sounds so good. He, he is. I was, I, 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 was, I was on the way home from work the other day, and um, the Brewers game was on uh, the local station. And I don't care about spring training. I listened to the whole game the whole way home because it was oh. his innings to call games. And I was like, God, I love Bob Euchre so much. He's so good. <laughs> But anyways, anyways. yes, Packers. Okay. So, Derek Carr has been signed. Then why does this matter to the Packers that Derek Carr is now signed with uh, New Orleans? Well, what it means is he didn't go to the Jets, so the Jets were still open as a possible trading location. He didn't Mm go. I mean, we already knew he wasn't going to be in Las Vegas. I have to check Mm -hmm. myself because they have played in three cities in my life, Uh, the Raiders, (laughs) that is. And I have to think for a hot minute sometimes. <laughs> Be like, wait a check minute. It, ch- check yourself before you wreck yourself, John. Correct. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, it's the only reason it matters for Packers fans is it does mean that the trading options are still available. And there's possibly a trading war, you know, like is possibly a bidding war you can get going out of that. And they both have draft picks that would, you know, be ones we would go for. So I don't know. Well, and in, in the what, in the way someone, someone could, uh, make a reach on this one you know let, let's just pretend i'm adam Schefter for a second let's do that um yeah let's let's do that because first off you're buying lunch because you're rich now <laughs> and also like yeah right and uh, like i like, like i put on twitter last week uh he said uh he's gonna go to god what did he say he's gonna retire go to the jets and my response was if adam Schefter has said these things neither will be true but uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the the speculation bust that's rolling around the block uh, would be that you know 
if if Carr went to New Orleans, even though earlier today, like just this morning, it was Carr to the Jets, almost complete. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like like Saints still in it. Um, it, it would have to be that. I, I guess the speculation bus would be, well, the Jets couldn't pull the trigger because they're still waiting on an Aaron Rodgers decision. You know, I, I guess that's where you would go from this. Like Aaron Nagler, Aaron Flot, Aaron Nagler from Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flotta, me. <laughs> I think you and numerous others are are all on the same all on the same plane going to the same place that is Aaron Rodgers is still going to be here next year. I don't know. We're, we're going to be here in the same spot next March doing this whole same the same thing again. Like I I I don't think he's going anywhere. The Packers cleared a whole bunch of cap space. I I, I would put if I had to put betting money, like if I had to put a, a mortgage payment on where he is next year, I would say the Green Bay Packers. Huh. I don't know dead, that I'm with you. Dead, dead dead serious. Like I I, I don't, don't think he's leaving. There's too many variables. Like he has 59 million dollars coming from the Packers if he just shows up. You know, that's I'm I'm sorry, John. That I would contract's take not going anywhere. I would take I would take fifty nine million dollars tomorrow. And I, I mean even that that's not even But if he if unless, he shows unless, up on a different team, he still makes that money. Billionaire on Bezos level, fifty nine billion fifty nine fifty nine million dollars is a lot of money to most people. Like point zero 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 one percent of the population. Yeah, so, if I got I mean, paid if I was being told that I was gonna make you know basically my salary next year i would do so i would still show up you know it's like yeah yeah i'd make my salary next year that sounds great i mean if he comes back to green bay too he owns this organization he can do whatever he wants rolls into town he's a hero everyone treats him as such there's people he knows here or he goes to new york and uh doesn't know anyone and um can't just you know improvise every single play or no, is Robert, Robert Sala is Sala, if Sala, whatever's first is Sala just going to let him run the team like he runs the team with the Packers? I don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't I, think so. He's going to be here next year, so there you go. I'm going the other way because I think the team is so incredibly tired of him, and I think he's tired of them. Uh, his, his the stuff he said this week, I forget what the podcast he was on or whatever. He's basically said that uh, he feels the offense is constricting him, and he's not going to run it, which. He's just confirming everything we've been watching, and and people right. and what people have been telling me I'm crazy for saying out loud. I was like, no, he's not running the offense. Like, well, you don't know. I was like, you can tell, you can tell, because mm-hmm. he is passing up wide open guys to do the cool thing. You can just watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it is blatantly obvious when you watch it. Zero ball that he doesn't want to play this offense and he hates it and he hates playing here and he hates playing for this coach and he's saying it out loud now. So the fact that he's saying it out loud lets me believe that he knows. He's gone. He has no reason to not let it all go, and uh, that's that's what's going to happen. I th- I think he and the team have basically already said this isn't going to happen, and he's trying to figure out whether or not he wants to play on a different team or retire. That's what he's figuring out. Because want to put a wager on it? I don't know. That. Um. Yeah. I I bet something. We can talk about that offline. <laughs> no, I mean a wager. Like yeah, yeah. Like what? A, a, a twelve pack of whatever beverage you want. Sure, sure, sure. Sounds sure. good. That sounds good. Market handshake. Yep. Boom! It's recorded. All right. 
that's about all I can handle with some of this. I mean, mine's like, I want a, talk- my, my, mine's a case of $300 bottles of Remy Martin. What do you got, boy? <laughs> uh, I don't know. They sell 12 packs of brandy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> Do they make troll packs of solid gold? Like, no, not, not Michelob gold, not like gold, gold. Like I'll totally get you Michelob gold. gold. Yeah, you can get that. I've seen what you drink. Don't you dare. <laughs> I mean, I'm drinking, I'm drinking ice house right now. Oh, my gosh. There we go. Oh, dear. Oh, gosh. I like the taste. I'm okay. sorry. All right. No, you be you, man. That's fine. Yeah. You got to do what makes you happy. Find your joy. <laughs> Find your bliss, there, young man. Is. Find your bliss. All right, we'll talk more Packers. Actually, Josh it's and I have terrible, talked about. I like the taste. There you go. <laughs> nice. Josh and I discussed the possibility of coming out and doing something in the next couple of weeks. Uh, a little draft primer on some people we like and, and dislike. Oh, cool. um, I'm still on the bandwagon of don't draft tight end in the first round. No. You also, can't. No. also this draft is super tight end deep. It is mm-hmm. like if you go look at some of these guys, there might be there there could be three who fall into the first round. Like, like jump up and are there in the first round, but there's several other guys deeper. Seriously, if you could get Laporta in the third, I would do it because I would. He's good, uh, and his forty time came in really well, and uh, I, I think he's really good. I think he blocks. I think he does well as an inline tight end. Uh, I think he does the things that Lafleur's going to do on an offense. But um, man, Musgrave just. He excites me too. That dude is crazy good. His hands are incredible. He's not a great blocker, but um, he is a uh, involved blocker. He is not a disinterested blocker. He just needs to work on it. So yeah, right. so that was fun. the 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 combine all week has been my son watching the combine while I was doing <laughs> work <laughs> and stuff, and uh, we also had. I was judging high school mock trial all over the weekend. As I know you I, were. I know. I'd tell the fa- all the fans because. I was down in Madison and then hanging out in Janesville at uh, Chez Flottam. Uh, it was Casa, fabulous. Casa, Casa Flottam uh, Norte. Yeah. <laughs> Norte. <laughs> well, that was good times. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll keep your eyes out for a uh, special episode where possibly just Josh and I are talking draft pick people. We're going to start well, doing I- some stuff. I know well, the crazy the crazy thing about the Packers draft too is like it's it's all dependent on twelve, like yeah, it really. But is. they're not going to trade like, them until June first because it changes the uh, the math. It does. So the, God, it's so, so strange, so, right? That's so weird. But I, they almost does. have to trade them before that because they want to pick here in this year's draft, not next year's. And so I don't know. Yeah. Also, there's the math of what happens with. With uh, you know, because they're gonna have to make a decision on Jordan Love's, J Lo's, you know, uh, contract because his fifth year is gonna have to be decided. Well, that's now. It. I mean that 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 comes into the question too. Like so so as to what I'm betting on is that Rogers gonna be here. That means that Love's gone. I don't know because I I don't I don't you I, are you really gonna hose that kid? Are you gonna let him go somewhere? Like no, you gotta that, let him that, go. That fit, that fits into the equation too. Like if if they. If if Rodgers is staying around, then the Packers are now going to be potentially drafting a quarterback. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody that right? good where they're going to be looking either. So we'll have to see. I mean, they're not going to leave themselves high and dry. No, they're going to have to go looking. Either way, if they trade Rodgers, they're going to have to look at picking up somebody somewhere too because they're going to need a backup. 
Either but way, then quarterbacks have But then you're looking at like a third, fourth round quarterback. Yeah. Instead of maybe someone in the first round. You know, yeah. yet again. Because, I mean, if love's gone, now, now you're going to have to like ego aside, Roger. Sorry, you're 39 and you're. And now we're going to do this again. So, and as we were talking, and I don't think we brought this up yet, but I have to bring this up. The mm-hmm. the sad part about Jordan Love is too is that even if they go to Jordan Love, the the fact they sat on the bench as long as he has, with the the money that is that is being commanded by quarterbacks. I mean, you just talked about it earlier with uh, um, I almost said Carson Wentz with um, <laughs> Derek uh, Carr. Derek Carr just went to the the Saints. He got four years, $150 million. That's $35 million a year for those of you. Gino got three years, 105, right? Gino Smith? Three years, 105. I mean, Daniel Jones is asking for $40 million a year. Yeah. Um, And so (laughs) he's a playoff quarterback. So, I mean, how do you not pay him? Quarterback is the most overrated position in sports. Beat beat the Vikings in, in Minnesota. Anyways, I mean, they should pay him just for that. I mean, I, I would say that. So, we I mean, Lamar, Jack- Lamar Jackson, I mean, that dude's got an MVP under his belt. Like, yeah, it's it's going to be hard for anyone who – that dude's going to make $50 million. The, the sad part of it is that Jordan Love is coming into his fourth year now, and the next year is his fifth-year option. If he does anything good, like in the first year as a starter – as long as it's you know short as winning a Super Bowl, they'll get him on the fifth year option. The Packers aren't going to be able to benefit any part of having a rookie contract. Nope. If he does any good, he's just going to roll into a fifty million dollar contract the next year. Now I know the salary caps adjusts every year, but it's like like it, that's the wasteful part about. And that's if 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 Rogers comes back, you have to let Love go because at that point you're going to have to pay him either the fifth year option or and extensions to keep him around. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's that's the hijacking of the organization that has happened with Aaron Rodgers. And I and like we said, it it's gonna be a twelve pack a piece, but you know, I really <laughs> think Rogers is gonna come back because huh? Yeah. All right. I, I really do. I really do. All right. So. No, that's because otherwise, because otherwise, because you know, and you said because of the money and everything else like that, June first. No, Rogers knows he's not dumb. We've all established that. No, yeah, he's, he's gonna want to. He's gonna want to be with a new team ASAP. Oh yeah, so he can go stuff. to camps. Right. To, not not to go to camps. <laughs> but to, figure, to, to figure out what's going on, so he doesn't look like a a a. a there's lots of swear a words dude. into my mind. <laughs> Total looks dude. Like a, looks like looks like a jerk going into you know like I mean he might show up to camps for the new team because he has to he no. might has you know because nope. he doesn't want he doesn't want to look like he wants to he wants um, to make it look like the Packers were the problem not him. Yeah, but I mean like boy that was ten minutes of talking. Sorry. He didn't he didn't bother to do that this year with. A ton of rookies uh, no, on the team. So, no, yeah. no, 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 no. But that, but that shows that the Packers are the problem, not him. If he gets traded to another team, and it doesn't work, then he's the problem, not the other team. Hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's like he's like I've been on this team for 15 years. Like you put these know. pieces around me. Everyone knows what I'm going to do. I'm just going to come in, plug, play. Let's go. Yeah, I don't uh, know why I made myself sound like Troy Aikman right there, but anyways, we'll um, see. I still think <laughs> there'll be a part of him that says like, "I don't need to do that. I'm me. I do me." Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. 
We will all see. But until then, what we're going to do is move on to the part of our show. We still need to make 20 minutes out of the package. Right, yeah. The part of the show here that we lovingly call our last call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. So we'll start off the wrestling because they had the Big Ten championships in wrestling this last weekend. Uh, there are five automatic advancers from this. So uh, Eric Barnett at 125, Joseph Zargo 141, uh, Dean Hamidi at 165. The most impressive part is Dean Hamidi, uh, Big Ten champion. He he wins and is the Big Ten champion, so uh, that's fantastic news. Uh, Braxton Amos at 197, and Trent Hilger at the heavyweight. So they all get in automatically. Uh, the, the saddest part, the hardest part about this year even, is Austin Gomez uh, gets in at 149. He was the number two ranked wrestler. Uh, he finishes 12th because um, he gets a bye in round one. Uh, then he, he he loses to uh, Graham Rooks of Indiana 6-5. And then is uh, in round two in the consolation bracket, uh, he's up against Ethan Miller and gets injured at 418 then he gets a bye into the ninth place and then he has to uh medical forfeit the ninth and then medical forfeit the 11th place so he ends up 12th didn't wrestle the, the last two and a half matches like he, he injury again so there's a possibility he gets in as an at-large bid but he does not get the automatic qualifier to the uh national championships but he's the one they're still going to kind of wait on but five wrestlers getting in including Big Ten champion uh, Garrett Modell. So that's, or I'm sorry, Dean Dean Hamidi. I get Garrett Modell. I jumped. I'm jumping one to another here. Uh, so yeah, the, the the Garrett Modell didn't even qualify here. But uh, yeah, getting uh, Dean Hamidi at 165 is a Big Ten champion. Fantastic day. Uh, the other things we've got for you, it's it's not as much here, I guess, right now. But we do have hockey, hockey, and Aaron. Man, we. We called this one, and this is the one where we said there was maybe a chance because the recruiting recently has been pretty good, uh, but Granado out. Granado is out as men's hockey coach after you know after losing to Michigan this week. Um, so that I mean that's a tough tough loss. Uh, they they get swept on the weekend here against Michigan. Uh, the first one actually went to overtime, six five loss in overtime to Michigan, who is the second-ranked team in the Big Ten. And then the next night, they come out, and there's a 7-4 loss. Um, yeah, getting swept right out of the Big Ten tournament in the first round after finishing last in the Big Ten, that's mm-hmm. that, that gets you out. Two, these are two it's back-to-back years of, of Badgers men's well, hockey also, being especially, bad. Especially with the new uh, AD, too. Yeah. Like you, can't, you can't be doing that with the new AD, man. That's hard to do with an AD who had previously hired you too, because you, I right. mean, say what you want about a lot of well, I mean, sports. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's instant. That's instant death with the new AD. Like with <laughs> yes. the old AD, they might stick up for you and like it was a bad year. We're gonna try it one more time and you know we'll run this thing back around. So yeah, we'll we'll give it one more good chance. But no, this was no. not that. And so, uh, just yeah, it. it it was time. Uh, Granado had the, a really great recruiting class, had a really good team when he had Cole Caulfield and um, uh, Dylan Holloway and some of those other guys in there. And it just, 
it just didn't end up going anywhere there. So that's it's just it's been rough, but that's it, it's over now. And now they will start looking for a new hire for the men's team. Meanwhile, the women's team continues, even though it's been oddly kind of a down year for Mark Johnson's women's team. They do make the tournament again. They will be playing Long Island, Long Island, uh, the Sharks. Long Island. The Sharks, as we know, because we we remember them playing last year. I think they had, I think the men's team played them earlier in the year, right, and swept them. the The Long Island Sharks, and I was like, "How is that? A, I believe so. How is that a thing? How are they a D one school?" So they're going to be playing them in Hamilton, New York, and they will be playing them in Hamilton, New York, because Colgate is the three seed, and if they win, they will play Colgate in Hamilton, New York, the next game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota swept Wisconsin in the WIAC playoffs, so Minnesota is actually the two seed in the tournament. They will play the winner of Minnesota Duluth and Clarkson. Ohio State gets the one seed. They get Knipiak or Penn State, and then Yale and Northeastern will play in the 4-5 game. In men's Division three hockey, uh, UW-Stevens Point wins. They beat uh, UW-Eau Claire to get into the tournament. Uh, we noticed Adrian beat... Uh, those uh St. Norbert's, sorry. So Adrian gets in. Stevens Point will play Augsburg in Stevens Point uh this weekend, and then they will have to go if they win. I'm jumping ahead. Uh, but if they win, they'll have to go play Adrian in Adrian, which is in Michigan. So those are the only Wisconsin schools since they did not get a they did not get in uh an at-large bid for uh, St. Norbert. They were 14th ranked coming in. They didn't really have a chance unless they beat Adrian somehow, and that was that was not in the coin in the uh, just not in the cards this time. Uh, women's D3 hockey. This I'm actually massively upset by this. River Falls has been number one, or at, at the lowest, number three. They have been top-ranked team most of the year. Uh, they were th- they were third in, in the country coming into this. They played the seventh-ranked team in the country and beat them, I think, 5-1 in UW-Eau Claire in their uh, conference championship game. And they're the five seed in this tournament. They have to go play in St. Peter, Minnesota, against Gustavus Adolphus, the Golden Gusties, which <laughs> not the Cobbers. You know. so, yeah, I mean, not like, the Cobbers. Yeah, and that's like, wh- why are they on the road? They've been the... They have had more first place votes than any team in the in the country over the course of this season. They they have been on top. They have they they won their conference by beating the seventh place team. Uh, how did how did they get jumped by two teams? I just don't get this. I don't I don't like that they have to play a road game after having shown that they're they're clearly one of the top three teams. They don't even get a home game. So the other the other ones hosting will be Plattsburgh, Adrian, and Amherst. Not Amherst, Wisconsin. Amherst, Massachusetts. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Well, the hoity, hoity toity then. That's yes, it. yes. Uh, so those are those are the top seeds, uh, top five at least. Uh, Middlebury, Suffolk, Suffolk, uh, Hamilton, Nazareth, Colby, and Norwich uh, all also make the women's tournament. Uh, looking at the men's college basketball D three tournament has already started, and they are a little ways in. And Whitewater has actually continued to win. So they beat Wabash 90 to geez, 90 to 83. And then they beat CWRU uh, 78 to 75. And now they will play Johns Hopkins in the battle of academic powerhouses. 
trying to find where uh sorry if i'm looking through this whole thing trying to find oshkosh on this too i guess they didn't make it in huh so yeah uh, as we remember whitewater jumped through everybody and got the automatic bid winning games against lacrosse and oshkosh that nobody thought that that team should have won and i'm not trying to be mean about it just um nobody thought that team was going to win those so that was you know, now they've continued to put that into something and they've continued to be you know, a winning team. So they'll, that'll be fun to see what they get in terms of, you know, if they can beat Johns Hopkins, they will actually be, they'll be in the final four. They're in the elite eight right now of D3 basketball. So that's, that's pretty impressive for a team that should not have been in their own final and then finds themselves winning the whole thing and getting out there. Uh, Whitewater women are also in the Elite Eight. Uh, they beat Webster uh, 69 to 50, and then they beat Gustavus Adolphus, the Golden Gusties, uh, 68 to 53. And now they will play Trinity of Connecticut. I believe they're they're a rooster or something. I don't remember what they are. They got they got a, like a green and yellow rooster logo uh, that they have. Uh, then if they win that one, they'll be in the Final Four. The other Elite Eight include uh, Chris Newport, Wartburg. Smith and Mary Washington, and then Trinity and Tufts. So that's where we are in terms of all the sports that we have that we're ready to cover. We just, like last week, we talked about the they went to uh, indoor national championships and everything, so we're, we're just kind of at a point now where, um, yeah, we're, we're ready for well, – actually, I don't, we actually just had the Big Ten championships for indoor, right? So Badger – right. Sorry, let me let me double check that. Do you have anything else to add while I double check on, on anything? No, else? I was just gonna say. So this last weekend here, the WIA boys. Uh, you were talking about wrestling earlier. Yeah, the NCAA, the NCAA, or the WIA boys and girls uh, wrestling tournament uh, happened at the Cole Center in downtown, lovely Madison, Wisconsin. And um, yeah, it's a big deal. Like I I, 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 I was a wrestler in high school. The state wrestling championship is a a, a big deal yeah and it uh so much so that over drill weekend like our our soldiers can't get hotel rooms because there's so many <laughs> people that flood down to madison from all over the state and so uh only one person from my hometown mason quaddy um who is the son of one of my teammates in high school he oh, nice. uh, made he made the initial rounds but got knocked out right away and uh from turtle lake wisconsin so good job mason on a, a 25 and 15 senior year um Sorry, you got uh, knocked out right away. Um, sucks, but anyways, <laughs> hey, at least you made it. I was, uh, I was a uh, yeah. sectional, sectional third place twice. So <laughs> you know that sucks. <laughs> All right, I'll throw this in. But, the um, the uh, indoor track and fields are actually next weekend, so tenth and eleventh. Uh, Wisconsin men send eleven. How dare you lie, John? Yeah, it didn't already happen. So I'm sorry. The Big Ten championships, like we talked about last week, uh, Badgers men won. They will send 11 to the national championships, including the distance medley relay. The uh, Lawrence Johnson in the 600 meters. Uh, Adam Spencer men's uh, this mile. Uh, Sam Coyle in the weight throw. Heptathlon. Kate Amborn. Uh, Adam Spencer in the mile. I think I started that. Uh, Lawrence Johnson in the 60 meters. Yeah, so we've got a couple guys there. And then there are five women, or I'm sorry, four women are who are going into there. So uh, so that should be good, too. It'll be, I mean, 
it's always fun to watch track and field. Uh, if I can find that one, I'm going to be watching track and field because I love watching track and field. I like watching shot putters, and I, I may be very much alone in that, but I do like watching shot put. When they had the Olympics in Greece, uh, shot put was live. Which they had meant... the Olympics in Greece? Yeah, do you remember oh, that? that? had to be sticky. <laughs> nice. But when they had it in, in Athens, we'll say. Yes. Uh, they actually went and did shot put at like the original site of the shot put. Oh, <laughs> like, that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. But also it was on at like three in the morning because they did it live. So, <laughs> so, so I set an alarm and I was, I was newly married. Like this is, this had to be Oh four. Uh, yeah, and so I, was, I was yeah, getting but... up <laughs> actually, no, it was just before I got married. So, yeah. um, I got up at like three in the morning to watch shot put. I was like, this is amazing. I love this. It makes me happy. <laughs> the, the real the real question is, did they have men wrestling naked at the original wrestling site? Oh, no, they didn't do that for the 2004 Olympics. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, well. You can only get missed, so much. Yeah, They miss, they miss an opportunity. Missed an opportunity. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you for joining us for another wonderful week. Uh, we've had fun talking about it. We'll be back next week. Uh, we th- thank you for joining us from around Wisconsin, around the U.S., and around the world. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter, either at Scotty Johnny Pod, at Not So Humble Host, or at Cheddar Talk. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at Scotty Johnny One or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening, and on Wisconsin.